are still coming in, but I think it's a good time to get started. I really want to hear from uh, Shut It Down DC about this. Um, do you ha do we have any plans for how to respond if there's a coup? Um, yeah, we we uh, um, have been in uh, dis you know discussion for a couple months about uh, how to respond to different contested election scenarios. First step is that we we think that we need to start the the post-election phase in the streets. So we're inviting people to come to BLM Plaza um, anytime after 4 p.m. on election night. Uh, on the 5th, we're gonna uh, shut down the White House. On the 6th, we're gonna shut down uh, larger parts of Washington, D.C. And then the following week, um, I mean, like all the mainstream groups are gonna come to D.C. and try to have a march on the 7th. So that's a Saturday and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but then you know, the following week, Congress is planning on coming to town and passing laws again and like having business as usual. And we're saying there's, if, if we're in a coup, there's no time for business as usual. Members of Congress that are coming in, um, we're gonna meet them at the airports or at Union Station um, and send them back to where they came from until we deal with the, the situation that we're in. If enough of them get in and we need to go to Capitol Hill, um, uh, that that week, we'll you know we'll do that too. I heard someone in the chat talking about revolution time, um, and so I encourage you know for all of us to be fighting for revolution before today, today, tomorrow, afterwards. We're facing an administration and a potential coup and a potential insurrection. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this edition of Instagram Live. It's Tuesday which also just so happens to be election day. Audio listeners, you guys can see this. I tried to do you guys a special one. I decided to wear a suit today. I have a lot of different uh, appointments to make after I get done hanging out with you guys, but I wanted to show you the same respect that I, the same respect and courtesy that I show everybody else. So I also changed the tapestry to an American flag because it's election day. I really tried to go out of the way to again, show you guys the courtesy that you deserve. And with that being said, thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I am your host, Noise Era Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And we're gonna cover the election. We're gonna be covering uh, COVID. We're gonna be covering lockdown culture. We're gonna be covering a lot of different things, uh, new social media platforms and things like that in this edition. And I'm very excited. I wish my hair would've got done. A little bit better uh yeah this nigga wearing a suit for real this nigga is wearing a suit and it is it's a uh, it's different it's different i'm not too sure if i like it it's not too sure if uh if it'll stay here we'll see be rabbit 47 i am not a certified pimp but you can go ahead and uh, send all your ladies my way whenever the civil war pip pops off you can call me pimp master general okay it's no longer freedom faction it is now pimp master general <laughs> okay, uh, enough of all the shenanigans. Let's go ahead and start getting into stuff. Um, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction uh, exclusive membership program. I had a little bit of a conversation which will carry out uh, and carry over into what we discuss in this, this week's podcast episode. Um, this past Friday, I was on with an exclusive member and, uh, you know, he kind of messaged me. He, he said outright, he said, you know, because of the economy, having to adjust finances. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the finances to support the Patreon page. Um, and I think that's a real issue. 
you know, because we've obviously been talking about the economy throughout the entirety of COVID-19, the socioeconomic impacts of it. Um, and I think uh, what I'll do after the election is come up with a way to make it easily more accessible because I want people to get involved in some of the conversations we're having behind the scenes. Um, I kind of had like a word vomit where I talked about all the charities and the stuff I'm doing behind the scenes, the community activism. And I don't show that to the public audience. Get this chapstick off my face. I don't show that to the public audience uh, because it feels like I'm bragging. You know, this, I'm wearing a suit. This is kind of how I walk around these days. And it's there's a little bit of identity discrepancy with the, with the page, the work, and other things like that. And so when you guys join the exclusive members, not only do you get access to the behind the scenes stuff that I do, but you also get to take place in some of the discussions that we have uh, and learn a little bit more about your host and what all goes into the work of sustaining a page like this. So yeah, if you guys wanna support this operation, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Now, I'll see if I can try to have the same level of crystal clarity that I had earlier this week or, 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 or Friday with my exclusive member. I'll see if I can try to flesh this out as cleanly as possible. Everybody's gonna vote Trump, but they're gonna give it to Biden. And the same way that everybody's going along with the mask nonsense is the same way that they will try to propagandize people for a Biden-Harris administration. You've already got Nancy Pelosi saying, hey, you know, the 25th Amendment is not for Trump, it's for who? Joe Biden. Well, check it out real quick. Why would they need to declare Joe Biden mentally incompetent? Could it be the fact that he's going to have to stand trial? He was just uh, named as a criminal witness in some of these cases with Hunter Biden. Is he going to be like some of these old mafia dons where he has to play like mentally incompetent? I mean, we see the man degenerating mentally in front of us. There's no way that he could lead the country. That's why they're preparing the 25th Amendment. But the same way, and this goes back to them trying to steal the election, giving it to Biden, that's why they're already preparing for this election chaos. The election takes place tonight. They're not going to give it to. They're not going to give it to Trump tonight. They're, they said they're already going to contest it. They're going to hold it out until like January twentieth. Uh, and this is again why I would have to recommend you guys to join our exclusive membership program because I had a fantastic war game analysis, post-election coverage or pre-election coverage breakdown with our exclusive member Quentin where we talked about the potential for an EMP attack being released right around some time during December 21st, okay? And so if, if, if by January 20th, there is no declared winner, that's how long they're, wanna, they're gonna wanna contest it. That's why I introed it with uh, uh, these people doing their shutdown DC thing, right? Another offshoot of the White House siege of Chaz Chomp of the Capitol Hill occupied protests, things like this. They already have people uh, lining up over there in, in, in Washington and all over the place. They're expecting civil unrest. They want to contest it from November 3rd all the way up until January 20th. There's no way that they'll be a declared winner. When that time frame takes place, you'll have somebody like Nancy Pelosi step up and have to declare a winner. But as I said beforehand, they're not going to give it to Trump, even if people have their, uh, their voting receipts, screenshots, examples stickers, right? Masks saying I voted for Trump, this, that, and the third, they're going to steal it and give it to Biden. That's what's going to cause the civil unrest, the social disruption that I think a lot of people are preparing for. Uh, we're already hearing the, we're already hearing the talking points come out. Oh, what's the left going to do? What's the right going to do? Uh, what happens if people don't accept the, the, the election results on that very same night, right? We already see them trying to have this predictive programming saying, hey, you're not going to get your election. You're not going to get your results tonight. The best thing you can expect tonight is destabilization 
chaos, civil unrest, uh, and social disruption. I know that sounds crazy, but what did we leave literally yesterday off with posting about? That the National Guard was beginning to arrive in multiple U.S. cities ahead of the U.S. elections. Now, for somebody that's as paranoid as myself, I'm obviously going to ask the question, are they here for the election or are they here for the vaccines? That's a, a different thing. Let's stay, let's stay stuck on the election before we start getting into all these other crazy conspiracies. Uh, but before we do, let me go ahead and give you guys a quick news blitz of an election-related headline. Headlines. I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys just various stories that I'm picking out from our feeder, from our from our, our RS feed reader, uh, and uh, we'll continue on after that. 77% of Americans think violence will break out after the election. An article written by uh, Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. Another one that says that, uh, and this is very true, the stock market will rise regardless of who wins the election as sideline investors start buying again. Fundstrats Tom Lee says, uh, that comes from Business Insider. This next one comes from, what is this? Insider Trading, nope. Uh, World Net Daily, no benefit for DC to go up in flames. Religious leaders surge, or religious leaders urge no violence after the election. Another quick one, Portland declares a state of emergency ahead of the election results, an article that comes from the Daily Caller. And uh, right here, just the news, not the noise. Over 3,000 National Guard troops deployed to various states in fear of election night violence. So obviously, somebody is preempting and expecting election night unrest, election unrest. But my question is, 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 is it really there? Or do they have the mainstream media trying to propagandize people to say, hey, go out there. And when you see something you don't like, cause as much chaos as you can. That's what I have a problem with. You know, you've got all kinds of information going out there, uh, gun sales skyrocketing, ammo skyrocketing, right? You've got a, 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 a volatile and violent media trying to just incite the population is that is that vitriolic hatred really there or are we being programmed this is a question that i asked my exclusive members this past friday but i think that's way too deep for where we are right now let's get back into the election again them trying to steal it who does this benefit right just last week we were talking about hunter biden's uh, relationships with the Chinese spy chief Patrick Ho. All this stuff is coming out. I think this is good because again, this tells people who you're getting in bed with, who you're working with, what you're doing, the type of things that are going on. Keep these types of things in mind, my friend. I want to say this and then I'll, I'll move forward because uh, we do have other topics that we have to have to cover um, as we go on because I do want to cover the, the shutdown DC movement, the White House siege, troops on the streets and things like this, election unrest. I really do want to get into that, but I wanted to do that quick news headline blitz when we covered the election and things like that. Uh, but uh, somebody wants me to devise a plan to save the free world. I'm, there's no way I can do that. I think the best thing for me to do is start talking about new social media platforms. Um, I'm honestly surprised that we are still here on election day. I've talked to you guys about how I thought they were gonna censor me or at least take the page down. Clearly we're shadow banned. That's cool, whatever. We need to start having the conversation of migrating people off of these platforms. Uh, you know, we have several years of compounding censorship affecting us. 
we, we, we've been going heavy at it for the past three or four years. Uh, we've been here since 2012. And to be honest, this is the, this is the quite honest truth. Instagram's profiting from our own success. And we've had to learn that the hard way. Uh, we have over 300,000 followers and we can barely sometimes get 200 likes. That's foolish. It's, it's, it's foolish to try to keep pushing this ball up the hill. Uh, and so this is why you guys have kind of heard me not necessarily scramble, but look at different things and different platforms uh, to operate on. Jared25 just talked about MeWe. We're also there as well. We're also on Minds. Uh, we also began to start a Telegram channel, not as the primary operating platform, but simply as a place to put the information. Uh, Patreon is good, but at the same time, it doesn't have that social media aspect. I think what people benefit from uh, with the wide and diverse audience we have is the comments and the audience that is there. Uh, we have, again, people that come from all different walks of life, both conservative, liberal. Uh, we have people in the White House, Congress, people in uh, Hollywood, uh, California, all over the place in different countries that follow what we do because we've got our finger on the pulse. There's no reason we would be shadow banned if that were not the case. And so when we're talking about new social media platforms, uh, again, Jared25 said it, uh, Minds.com, MeWe, Parler, Gab, Float, these are all different platforms you can find us on. Um, and until we find a safe and effective home, a place to successfully migrate from Instagram onto, these are gonna be different places where you're gonna see sparing parts of our information. Again, the best place to get consistent streams of information from us that isn't censored is to join our Telegram chat. I know that's fairly new, fairly recent, but this is me trying to tell you guys what's up, uh, live time as I make these decisions. It's not easy. You know, I, I would rather, I'll say this and get into the next topic. What are Patriots gonna do if Biden wins? I'll say this and get into it. I would rather take the 300,000 followers we have, migrate a quarter of them or 1% of those people, dedicated listeners like yourself, uh, dedicated followers and people that work with us, I would rather take you guys someplace else instead of sitting here having to, again, push this ball uphill. We, we're, we're, unlike the several years where we've been here, we wouldn't be starting from scratch. We would already have momentum. Um, and quite honestly, other platforms would greatly benefit from having the work that we put out here on their platforms. Sad truth. It's like, who the hell am I trying to wake? Who, who, who am I trying to reach over here? We're so, we're so in our own echo chamber that all we do is stay on the grind. So just keep that in mind. As you guys see, less posting and less activity here, it's going to show up on other places uh, because, again, Instagram is benefiting from our success and we can't have that. <clears throat> what are Patriots going to do if Biden wins? What are Patriots going to do if Biden wins? Well, I think... Uh, the easiest thing to say is I expect false flags to take place. I legitimately believe that uh, Biden, that because you've got the corporate media, you've got uh, deep, deep state aspects of the government, right? You're gonna have Biden assume or assert control. And what I mean by this is this article that came up by Chris and Lowe put up there at the new at the blaze they put this up november 3rd i put it up just before coming on to the show with you guys it says that a report put out says that uh, biden will assert control and begin forming a new government if the media declares him a winner again i think this is so crazy because i had this very same war game with an exclusive member uh, this friday and so to have this be this come out 
um, is kind of crazy to see that we're all seeing the same thing. Let me get back into this. This is the Democrat Joe Biden will reportedly quote, assert control and immediately begin forming a new government as president elect if news organizations declare him the winner on election night. What are the details? Even if President, De president Donald Trump challenges the results, Biden will address the nation Tuesday night as the winner if news organizations declare him the quote, mathematical presidential president elect, the Biden campaign advisors told Axios. In such a case, Biden will immediately begin, quote, looking presidential and to stifle Trump's challenges. Biden, quote, may begin transition announcements quickly, starting with senior staff appointments, according to Axios. You guys can go ahead and read more of that on our page. I just kind of want to make a quick pause and then a, a, a step back from all of this, uh, looking at Biden and looking at uh, Trump himself. Listen. Either one of these individuals are gonna take more of our rights. Um, that's the sad truth. And while I do respect Trump, there's clearly no way I'm gonna vote for Biden. But what I'm trying to tell you is that we're kind of caught in, caught, caught in the worst place possible. I mean, we're literally seeing globalism being reformatted for America through Biden. Uh, you know, whenever he had his debate just the other week and talked about shutting down the, the, the oil and gas industry, that's Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 right there. Uh, but again, there are so many different angles to all this stuff uh, with Trump trying to bring in the technocracy, uh, Biden trying to represent, you know, globalism. There's so many different ways to look at this that, again, taking a step back, I'm very glad that we are moving forward with this because we have a whole new chapter to, 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 to deal with uh, after these elections. I think that Biden obviously will get the, they'll give it to him again, asserting control. They'll give him the election, but all these things with Hunter and, and, and the laptop and China, all this stuff's going to come out. He's going to try to, you know, he's going to try to battle those, but he'll be declared mentally incompetent and then he'll step down. And just like that, they'll insert Kamala Harris. Uh, but again, there's the constitutional crisis because she's not born in America. Therefore she can't be a president. And so there's so many different angles to them, to this, it becomes kind of terrifying to see these guys try to pull this off. Now, what's so interesting about all these things and seeing them go down is months ago, I remember reading an article from Now the End Begins, I don't have it here before me, but they talked about the Transition Integrity Project where they ran at least four different simulations of what could take place if Biden, if, if Trump wins on election night. Like you have to understand what we're talking about right now is such corruption and such manipulation of the facts that it's again, kind of crazy to see people go along with it. But is it crazy? Because we've seen people wear masks during a freaking heat wave over a fake pandemic. And I cannot stress that enough. You're asking people to believe what they don't see, believe in what they don't see and not believe in what they do see. When I'm trying to talk to you about the, the, the sophistication of the the sophistication of the magic they're trying to pull, they're trying to get people to go along with this the same way people have gone along with the election. But that's going to cause more of that friction that I'm talking about to where you're going to have people, you're going to have the media declare Biden as the winner when clearly Trump is the one that has all the votes. But you're going to have this two, this this competing vision. Uh, where people are saying, you know what, I want Biden to win, even though he didn't win. And it's just, it's, it's, it's wild to see. Um, it's wild to see. 
I'm trying to find real quick that article that talks about the uh, the transition integrity project, and uh, and how that was the how how that was the plan is to cause so much chaos and so much civil unrest, uh, and and to hold things up over such an extended period of time that there won't be a declared winner. Um, podcast listeners, you guys may have noticed or, or or remember either last week or the week before last when I had covered the New York Times article saying that. Apparently, America is incompetent enough and unable to run its country. The New York Times basically asked me for the United Nations to come through and oversee our elections. Uh, but again, think about this. Trying to exacerbate the issues here in America to such a degree to where they have to get to where they have to get globalist uh, aspects into America to oversee our elections. I know that sounds that sounds wild, but again, you've got to think of, of, of the time frame that we're in. My God. Um, I don't think I'm going to have it. Oh, I say that and it's right there. Yeah, right here. Operation Overthrow, George Soros-funded transition integrity project, has a plan in place to remove Trump from office, whether he wins or not. This is an article from Now the End Begins. They put this up September 16th, a couple of months ago. And they have four different simulations, as I, uh, as, as I, as I uh, mentioned earlier. Um, let, me, let me read this real quick. And I will uh, try to narrow it down uh, instead of going over all four with you guys. It says that uh, game one and game two are where there's an ambiguous win by Biden. The first game investigated a scenario in which the outcome of the election remained unclear from election night and throughout the gameplay. Uh, and so whenever they say gameplay, again, this was a project put together by George Soros, headed by John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, uh, one of Hillary Clinton's campaign members four years ago, again, running a simulation on how to get Trump out of office. Game two right here is where they say there's going to be a clear Biden victory. Uh, the Trump campaign team again attempted to federalize the National Guard to end further vote, vote counting and called on supporters to turn out in large numbers. The Biden campaign established a bipartisan transition team and mobilized supporters to ensure vote counting was completed thoroughly. In this scenario, Biden won outright in the Electoral College and the popular vote. Now the game three, oh, I, before I read game three, let me break that down to you. Um, people who have been following me, I'm just hitting you guys with, with, with as much as I can with the time frame we have, uh, because this has to be all facts. You guys are gonna think about all this stuff as, it's go, as it goes down. Listeners who followed me from this page over to David Nino Rodriguez, you guys heard me break down uh, exposing the enslavement. And in that episode, you guys heard me talk about the idea of a somewhat separatist movement where the Western states of America began to secede away from the country. Again, going along with this, uh, this, this so-called Biden-Harris administration, this declared victory where they assert control. Again, you're gonna have the Western states, California, uh, Seattle, uh, New Mexico, uh, Arizona, um, all these other, all these states over here that have gone along with this crazy agenda so far, seceding from the U.S., saying that well, we don't accept the nomination, we don't accept Donald Trump winning, we're going to go ahead and go along with the Biden-Harris administration. Now think about that. Think about what that would do to our country. Look, look, look at how fractured we've become. 
uh, simply with the lockdowns, the mask nonsense. Can you imagine just California itself saying, you know what, we don't recognize the legitimacy of Donald Trump's presidency. Let me get back into this. Let me let me read to you another simulation. Uh, game three, the Sir scenario posited a comfortable electoral college victory for President Trump, but also a significant, a significant popular vote win for the former Vice President Biden. Game number four is a narrow Biden win. The final scenario explored a narrow Biden win where he leads less than 1% of the popular vote the day after the election and is predicted to win 278 electoral votes. And so whenever I get back into this article, realize that we are talking about, and unfortunately I don't have the clip for you guys, but realize we're talking about Joe Biden coming up with a whole separate plan, having aspects of the government recognize him as, 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 as president. It's like, my God, this stuff is crazy. But what did I post on? This is me just, just pulling up an article real quick, seeing if I can get the video for you guys. Uh, just the other day, October 30th, what did I put up? That Pelosi says she is very confident that Biden will be the president, whatever the end count is, on election day. That's her going ahead and saying that they're going to steal the election. They're going to declare Biden the winner, even if he's incompetent. We don't care what the number is. We're going to call him the winner. Let me read this. It comes from News Punch. They put this up October 30th. It says that Pelosi says she is very confident that Biden will be president. So think about this. Everything I've been saying throughout the entirety of this transmission, they're trying to steal the election. They've already got multiple scenarios going on. Uh, Pelosi said she's met with COG, the continuity of government, expecting for things to hit like a civil unrest destabilized point to, to where they have to declare a winner. Again, to summarize everything I'm saying to you guys in kind of like a rapid fire fashion, the idea is to contest it all the way until January 20th to where your vote doesn't matter, to where your neighbor's vote doesn't matter, to where all this stuff I'm talking about right here doesn't matter, to where they throw it out the window and they say, hey, guess what? We're gonna give you your next president. To, like, to, to, to really pull it back because we have to understand how, how sophisticated all this stuff is. They're gonna let people vote. They're gonna let people get out there in the streets. They're gonna let people get all frustrated. But at the end of the day, they're gonna give you a president. And I know that kind of sounds wild, but I, I, I pray to God I'm not right. Trump will win by a landslide. Do not doubt that. I'm, everybody I know is gonna go out there and go vote Trump. I've, I know probably a handful of Biden supporters and they don't really know a lot about his policies. They just wanna vote for Biden because he's not Trump. And I don't think that's an appropriate thing to do. Uh, I would vote third party if that were the case because it's a very childish mindset to do, but distraction, distraction. People are gonna vote Trump. They're gonna want Trump. They're gonna say that Biden won, but that again, those competing realities of the facts versus the delusion that's not that that that's what they want. They want people to be at each other's throat. They want people to get crazy. They want us to have that contention because you know who pop, you know who benefits from such destabilization and from such chaos, the system. You've got to think about it, my friends. Whenever we've had literal protests throughout the entirety of the year, people out there in the streets 
causing all kinds of chaotic acts and un, not held accountable. They're conditioning you, getting you used to not only seeing troops out there in the streets, but getting you used to mayhem, bedlam, chaos, and destabilization. Trump's going to win. But at the same time, they're going to have people that say, oh, I voted Biden. I voted, I wanted Biden. You've already heard the talking points. He's not my president. I want this guy. I'm voting for this guy because I'm not that guy. Got people over here violating the social contract because they don't support whatever candidate people have chosen. But it comes back to that, that contention, getting us to get at each other's throats for extended periods of time. Uh, with my exclusive member, and I kind of alluded to, to you guys earlier about this, with my exclusive member, I talked about how this is the plan to exacerbate the issue to such a degree that come January 21st, what he calls a great conjunction. A lot of great, a lot of assassinations take place. A lot of chaotic events take place during that time frame. I told him, you know, I don't think that I, I, I would not be surprised if some type of chaotic event took place as we went into 2021 at the end of 2020 that made us think, good Lord, there's no way we can ever do what we did back then. And what I mean by that is that is 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 that EMP blast. This is something we covered back in September as well, where the Department of Homeland Security announced that they're expecting an EMP attack around the election period, either before or after. But who would that benefit? Who would benefit from having Americans at their throat? Who would benefit from having an undecided, an undecided election? Who would benefit from having us be in this position? The very same people that put us here. Our adversaries, you could go ahead and say China, but it's much more than that. And so think about this. Yes, go out and go vote today, but think about what this is gonna mean for the future landscape. We've already seen so much destabilization up until this point. There's no way that even if Trump wins and they give it to Biden, we're gonna get out of this smoothly. We're gonna experience so much turmoil from now until next year that, you're, that again, you're gonna have that competing and dueling reality. I'm not really sure how to terminal, how, how, to, how, to, how to explain it any way other than that. You see, they want that contention because they can take control of it. They can have people pour out all their energy on social media, hit them with blocks, hit them with the sensors. And then once they get, once they realize that they're no longer able to operate on the digital space, they're going to go out there in the real world, right? They're going to go out there in the three-dimensional space. They're going to start causing chaos. They're going to start becoming radicalized. They benefit from that as well because, well, guess what? There's this thing called the police state and the military industrial complex. There's troops all over the streets. You see what I'm, you see, I hope to God this makes sense. And then boom, just like that, the very same Nazis and fascists that they've told, that, that, that they say and they're fighting and they're, you know, trying to expose, we've now become. We have now become a fascist state completely unaware of who's, of, who, of who's running things. So that's why they're getting you used to the deep state. That's why they're getting you used to uh, flash mobs of people causing chaos and destroying things, saying it's in the name of the state, saying it's in the name of the people. This is why they're trying to invert logic. That's why everybody's a suspect. That's why everybody's got a mask on. So I know, I know we kind of really dramatically shifted from covering the election into really looking at the current state of affairs, but this is the only way to look at it. I think people have such a narrow view thinking that Trump will take us out of it that 
that you're not seeing how far down the rat hole we are. This is a very, very sketchy time period to be alive. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm glad that this is happening, but on another level, this shows the whole next phase, the whole next agenda that we now find ourselves in. So, I completely went on a whole different jag. We're on like, uh, we only have like a couple more of these, these topics left. Let me see this real quick. 1245, huh? Chrome and pedophile leaks. I, I, I don't think we have time to talk about that. Hunter Biden's laptop. I think everybody gets that. Uh, somebody that was in our exclusive members chat put out an, a, a fantastic meme that talked about how today's fact checkers are George Orwell's 1984's Thought Police. Uh, again, this is why you've got Fedbook coming out saying, hey, don't worry, we will for sure censor people. The closer we get to the election, there's a real potential for civil unrest. Yes, we're aware of this. Uh, we're going to do the best we can to begin to censor people. Don't you guys worry. There was an article that came out, I think, from uh, News Punch right here. They came out earlier this morning. I'll see if I can get it up and read it for you guys. It, uh, it, it talks about Mark Zuckerberg saying that there is a, quote, real risk of civil unrest in America because he knows exactly what's going on. As people begin to become more and more aware of the technocratic influence on our elections, how you have people saying, hey, we want to be more like the world, we want to be less like our own country, you're going to have people fighting against that. Again, I alluded to it earlier in the show, how a couple weeks ago we read an article from the New York Times where they basically advocated for the United Nations to come in and oversee our elections as if we've been incapable this whole time. Let me read this article real quick. It comes from Newspunch. Uh, they put this up November 3rd. It's from Sean under the lobby. It says, Facebook's boss, Mark Zuckerberg, has warned that, quote, civil unrest looms as America's following, looms across America following today's presidential election. This is according to a report by ZDNet. During a conference call with analysts, Zuckerberg declared that the big tech giant plans to post warnings at the top of users' news feeds on November 3rd, discrediting claims by either U.S. presidential candidate that they have won the election if the site deems the announcement false. Zuckerberg said that, quote, if any candidate or, the, or campaign tries to declare victory before the final results are called, we will put a notification to the top of people's Fedbook and Instagram feed, letting them know that the results aren't final yet, and we'll put all informational label on the candidate's post. Breitbart.com reports that Zuckerberg added that Facebook was taking in, taking the initiative as there is, quote, a real risk of civil unrest across the country. And given this, companies like ours need to go well beyond what we've done before. Before I continue on right there, what they're basically admitting is, that, yes, they do censor people. We are, we are deciding what they allow for you to see. That's what they're saying right there. Um, again, the technocratic influence on our elections, saying that, you know what? We see people are going to put information out there. We're not going to let that happen. And if they go ahead and try to declare people as a victor, we will tell you who to think. We will tell you who, who actually won. Again, social media, social media and the media will declare Biden as the winner. Trump supporters have been systematically and strategically wiped out from social media unless they're in like pocket groups or they're underneath uh, different aliases or things like this. Trump supporters have been removed. And so the, ma the, the, the vast majority of people that are there 
are going to be typically, you know, Biden supporters and all these other things like that. And so when you've got media and social media declaring who the victor is versus people like myself who live in real world and have like actual receipts, facts, and they're talking to poll watchers and stuff like this, who are saying, no, that's not the case. What the hell is going on here? Well, you're, you're seeing the theft, but you also see the collusion. This is again, trumping in the technocracy. Now, just last week, I told you guys that with all due respect, I respect Trump for everything he's done. Even if he's not a part of the elite, so to speak, they can still use him for other aspects of the agenda. This is it precisely. Trumping in the technocracy is this right here, where they can have all of the establishment against Trump, no doubt, but at the same time, using him as the figurehead for them to organize all of their, uh, all of their system, organizing the technocracy. I hope people can catch again understand like what I'm trying to say right here by the trumping in the technocracy that yeah they gave him those first four years he'll have probably another couple of years going into this but ultimately they will not let the America first agenda go they will they will begin to demonize America and there's there are there are all kinds of different uh, scenarios that I have been running through with people over the past couple of days as to how this could take place and how this could go down. And so right now I'm just trying to, with this episode, kind of paint for you guys a picture of all the other things that are out there on the radar on the radar as to how they're gonna steal it, what's gonna take place, uh, how it could go down and how this could potentially upset what we think of as the voting process here in America and disrupt things worldwide. Um, yeah. Fact checkers are the thought police of George Orwell's 1984 because you've got to understand people are not allowed to have free thinking individual thoughts these days. What I'm doing right here to you guys is going to be considered informational terrorism, thought crimes, right? Shucks, how, how dare I try to speak my own mind? I'm one of those, uh, uh, one of those conspiracy theorists, right? DHS said that uh, just last year that conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists are domestic terrorists and domestic terrorist threats. And here we are trying to lay out the plan uh, as succinctly as we can without being labeled terrorists. While you have actual domestic terrorists like Antifa, like Black Lives Matter, uh, who are literally calling for burning, looting, rioting in the streets, uh, burning shit down left and right. And I'm a bad guy because I'm trying to explain how all this is gonna go down. <laughs> crazy. Now, uh, I want to read the, I want to read real quick before we move on to our next uh, our next topic, the lockdown culture and things like that. Uh, just another article that comes from Now the End Begins where it again just talks about the domestic terrorist groups and how they're planning for this type of stuff. Um, there was an article from there's an article from News Punch. Uh, good lord. There was an article from News Punch that came out uh, last night that I didn't get around to posting. I should try to get into this if I can, excuse me. Um, I'm burping. It says that there is a Twitter account affiliated to the Antifa that shares a riot strategy guide for US election fallout. Now I had a problem sharing this cause I didn't want to seem like a snitch, you know, like a snitch ass nigga over here talk about like what these dudes are doing because I understand protests, I understand riots and stuff like this. But whenever I went into the actual article, it was it was it was it was stuff that we had already talked about here on the show, uh, but but with with a little bit more depth. 
I'll say this and then I'll get into uh, the next topics uh, that we have. Again, the lockdown culture and more. Um, but the strategy guide that it was talking about is again, stuff that we've covered over here. The Twitter page is, 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 is crime think. They put this up October or November 1st. And when you look at some of the stuff that they're putting up, this is just how they're organizing these protests, how they're going about things and the strategy they have behind um, gaining ground, um, uh, coming into contact, combating like police and doing all this different type of stuff. I'm just gonna go through and read some of the protest roles. This is again, how you know it's been done by nerds uh, and very, very sophisticated people. We've covered it here on the show, I'll explain it and then I'll go over this. For people who haven't been to protests or any protests recently or gone outside to any of these kind of chaotic events, these protests turn riots. You may have never seen the sophistication of what I'm about to break down to you. Um, and when I say that, I mean people who have been at protests recently understand the sophistication, how there are, there's, there's, there's layers to how they're able to disrupt police. Uh, you've got people that throw firebombs, you've got people that shine lasers, you've got people that have shields, you've got people that uh, have zip lines that go behind enemy lines, uh, you've got medics, and they have this so war gamed out, they call it LARPing, because it's very, very, very sophisticated. Live action role playing, for sure, but it's much more sophisticated than that. And the article I was trying to talk to you guys, talk to you guys about the graphic that came out that talks again about the protest roles, how many different roles uh, that people embody to carry out again these, these organized acts of tactics and destabilization. Uh, again, let me just talk to you about the, the fire squads, you know, the people that are running around using water and traffic cones to suppress and extinguish fire canisters. Uh, you have the light mage, protesters who use laser pointers to obstruct surveillance cameras, drones, and police visors. You have the fire mage, protesters who come prepared to set fire to barricades and throw flammable projectiles. You've got the cop watch, protesters who support or protest supporters who use phones to record violent police and document police tactics and weaponry. Uh, you also have the barricaders, protesters who build barricades out of found objects and strategic positions to block oncoming police and traffic the trail protesters, online comms, online protesters who use social media apps like Signal and Telegram to report on police strategies and provide protesters with real-time strategic updates. The medic, uh, the people who's running around, uh, able to treat injuries and have materials to treat tear grass exposures. The range soldiers, you know, you've got protesters who throw water bottles, umbrellas, uh, and trash to stop the police from advancing. And they have various other things like that, the shield soldier, the frontliner, the peaceful protester, the flag bearer, and more. This is the sophistication of the people that I'm trying to break down to you. And so when you have people that say, oh, these are just baristas, these are just protesters, again, you've got to ask the question of who's organizing this type of stuff? Who's, 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 who's allowing for this type of sophistication to take place in the streets? Who's paying for this type of stuff? This is exactly what it is. They're preparing for civil war. And so while you have people thinking that voting is gonna fix this, you have people who have already taken out to the streets expecting destabilization, expecting to get the result that they don't agree with, wanting a riot, wanting chaos, wanting to invite insurrection and destabilization because the very same way that they have taken over the media, they've taken over the police, they've taken over social media, they can take, they'll take over 
the collapse. They'll take over the lockdown. I know that doesn't make sense to people, but what, what did I try to play for you guys at the start of this transmission? Just this little quick video of, uh, of, 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 of this Zoom call of people within our own government conspiring to shut down DC. Again, talking about that election unrest. Now, a couple months ago, I talked about the hashtag White House siege. It didn't really get a whole lot of attention because the same way Hunter Biden's laptop didn't get attention is the same way that plans of organized civil unrest is not gonna get attention. The revolution will not be televised because the TV is covering for the revolution. I hope that makes sense to people. But a couple of months ago, whenever I covered the White House siege, the hashtag White House siege, it got no attention. People were laughing at it. They said, well, you're already out there. Go ahead and start heading towards Washington, D.C. Go ahead and start heading towards the White House. And what did we start this week hearing? That they had barricaded the White House, that they put a non-scalable wall around the White House. This is, again, this comes after them putting up a barricade because of the protests that went on during the summer. They, they, they see the very same thing I'm talking to you guys about, but they're having access to much different intel. They have people inside of Antifa. They've got federal intelligence. They've got foreign intelligence. They've got all kinds of sophisticated ways to see what's happening in their country. And to a degree, that's why they can't put a stop to it. They have to let this run its course. They see these people having these Zoom calls. They understand that people are uh, planning to overthrow the government, and they're going to have to let these people execute it. It's not a crime until they actually carry these things out. That's why, again, they're very sophisticated in how they do this. Uh, I had briefly just talked to you guys about, again, uh, some of the tactics that they use, right? The light mage, the medic, the fire mage, the shield person, right? When you look at that very same meme, it talks about the, Ho the Hong Kong protest gear from summer 2020. And when you look at it, they've got gas masks, black t-shirt, uh, a lycra skin covers, umbrellas, heat resistant gloves, loose change, so you can change it to your gear, uh, post post like a, a protest and then hop on a train, do it all low key, uh, elbows and knee pads, backpacks, broad face covers, a yellow construction helmet, goggles for flying debris, gas masks and more. They understand what they're doing and that's why they want to be able to infiltrate and then leave as fast as possible. The idea, again, is to cause as much destabilization, as much contestant as they can, and then leave. They know they're not going to win because, again, this is a... This is, this is a... This isn't a foreign takeover. It's a changing of the guard. Again, this is nationalism versus globalism taking place right now. And whenever I'm telling you that this isn't just uh, people here domestically upset that have gripes and stripes with the system, this is this is this is foreign elements funding this type of destabilization. People can't comprehend that the, they, they can't comprehend how coordinated this is. You get what I'm saying? That's why I'm just having to hit you guys with this as much as I can, rapid fire, because people don't understand the sophistication of what's going on. Uh, they have access to the same telegram feeds that we're watching you know they have access to all these so-called encrypted feeds but they have to watch these people do this stay watch these watch these people do this stuff uh in order to act on it my god uh, so whenever we covered the white house siege a couple weeks ago <clears throat> or a couple months ago 
and then to have it transform into what they now call the shutdown DC movement. You guys already saw this before with the whole Chaz Chop situation. They're, they're expecting for mass civil unrest in as many different places as they can because they want to profiteer from having people, uh, having people at each other's throats. Um, let me read this quick article from Now the End Begins and we'll get re-coordinated, reoriented. I'm not sure how much time we have, but uh, let me read this and then we'll continue on. It says, domestic terror group Antifa and Black Lives Matter issue a nationwide calling for burning, looting, and riots in the streets on election night on Tuesday. This is an article written by Jeffrey Grider they, over there, Now the End Begins. They put this up November 2nd. And it says that uh, a wave of riots and demonstrations are being planned to mark the end of the U.S. election. It has emerged. Protesters supporting the Black Lives Matter and Antifa movements are organizing protests beginning on Tuesday night. Both domestic terrorist groups, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, are vowing to burn down America's big cities with massive nationwide riots in the streets starting election night on Tuesday. Will they do it? Well, since they've been already accused of causing over $2 billion in damage over the past six months, I would tend to lean towards believing them, and so should you. Federal authorities are expected to re-erect a non-scalable fence around the White House on Monday, a day before the presidential election. Many fear may lead to, to mass protests, civil unrest, and even armed insurrection, so says the UK Guardian. Quote, the White House is on lockdown. NBC News White House correspondent Jeff Bennett wrote on, Tuesday, on Twitter on Sunday. Hundreds of National Guard are on standby, so at this point it's the safe bet that something big is going down. And with this, it has a, a little a little graphic that they put up uh, where it has um, Cal Anderson on the north end. And Cal, I, I don't know where this is. Calling for anarchists, revolutionaries, and anti-fascists. No cops, no masters, and no streamers. Block up on election day, November 3rd at 7, 7 p.m. And then the next meme that they have attached to it they start marching at uh, 7.30, post-election protest, November 4th. Uh, and this is all taking place in Seattle, where Chaz Chop used to be. Uh, this is Seattle Central College. And so what's happening right now, and this is what I saw when I was reporting on the, the, the White House siege a couple months ago, is they are trying to pull together as many different organizations as they can uh, to come together to try to overthrow the election because they're going to have people go out there and as I said before at the start of the transmission Trump is going to win people are going to elect him but they're going to give it to Biden and during that state of contention uh, that's when we're going to see a lot of crazy stuff go down that's when you're going to see people getting shot that's whenever you're going to see uh, troops being rolled out people being snatched off of the streets um, we are going to see so much destabilization that it's going to it's going to change the narrative i think is the easiest way to explain it uh this is not this is not sustainable and that's why again they will have the united nations try to come in to oversee this to declare who they want to be an actual winner um so they can have things go along as natural, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going through looking at previous articles and things we've covered. But um, let me get back into this article real quick from now the end begins. It says one Twitter post depicting a police car and a brick alongside the phrase ballot box 
with an arrow directing that it should be going through the vehicle's window has attracted more than 17,000 likes since it was posted on social media platform. Alongside the phrase Seattle protests or hashtag Seattle protests, there are calls to target the police and create disruption. Using the Twitter handle JustJ2206, someone calling themselves Jay, a Black Lives Matter supporter, has written that, quote, we will not be stopped no matter what this election brings. Neither side is for black lives. Be out there. Alongside the post is a mock-up of a poster showing, of, showing a time of 7 p.m. with a burning ballot box and a call to revolutionaries, anarchists, and anti-fascists. Elsewhere, there are calls for those supporting anti-fascist groups, Antifa, to take, on, to take to the streets on Wednesday, the day after the election. Using the hashtag, hashtag Antifa riots and hashtag Seattle protests, demonstrators are encouraged to meet at 6.30 p.m. Where, with a planned march set to begin from Seattle Central College an hour later. Plans for demonstrations have emerged as Newsweek reported that security at the White House is being increased with plans to install a, quote, non-scalable fence around a building's perimeter as President Donald Trump's administration prepares for possible unrest related to Tuesday's election. The barrier will be similar to the one erected during the summer's protest against police brutality and systemic racial inequality, which saw demonstrations and police brutality against peaceful, peaceful marchers within sight of the White House. So basically, they're saying, regardless of who wins, we're going to get out there and cause chaos. We're going to get out there and uh, we're going to fuck shit up. That's, that's what they're saying. They want to they mess things up. They want to cause chaos. They want to destabilize things as much as possible. As we read earlier, uh, Biden will assert control and begin forming his new government if the media declares him the winner. And so with the time frame we have left, I want to say this. We are being politically held hostage with everything I just told you right there. Everything I just laid out there to you guys is to me being politically held hostage, where we're being threatened. I don't know if that's happened to you guys, whoever you've decided to vote, be it, Bi be it Biden, Trump, Cohen, Jorgensen, whoever it is. Um, I think we're being held hostage. We're being threatened too. With the, with the little bit of time we have left, I may have just laid all this stuff out to you. It may seem like I'm super patriotic and super America, super Trump and all this other stuff. I'm for the law and order that got us here and I can quickly see it being deteriorated um, where we have people voting for our new slave masters. I didn't get around to talking about the lockdown culture, but that's why this is one of the most anticipated political events of the year because, well, there's nothing else to do. They shut down, you know, uh, sports, they shut down school, they shut down uh, bars, restaurants, entertainment, they shut down everything else and forced us to essentially live in this communistic, forced life, socialistic world where all we can do is just vote and watch. We are essentially being politically held hostage and told that if we don't vote in the appropriate manner, uh, we're going to have more and more tyranny. The problem is, is this is what happens whenever you begin to vote for the lesser of two evils. You don't expose the evil that you're already underneath. And so when I'm talking to you guys about the Trump, Trumping and the technocracy, bringing down that how we have foreign elements, globalist elements that want to see us kind of go down this path of deterioration so they can rule over the ashes. This is the type of stuff that you really need to be thinking about. Uh, but the sad part is, is we've been so polarized the people have begun to treat politics as if it's some type of entertainment show when really this is our life, you see.
this is the problem uh, with everything that's going on. And so while I'm very glad that we've reached this point and that we're able to be before you guys today talking about this type of stuff, not censored, right? That is what I would like to leave you guys with as we uh, go forward, you see. This is why you've never heard me talk about politics being the saving grace, why I've always said that we are looking for a political solution to a deeper spiritual problem. And while you can go vote for these types of things, you can try to vote your way out of slavery, you also have to do the work to get yourself out. You have to do that to get yourself out. So vote whoever you feel is appropriate, but at the same time realize that the battle will not end simply in the voting box. And it's not gonna end November 3rd. That as we move forward, going into January 20th, closing out the year, and hopefully we can get a president declared on the 20th, I don't think so. I think with as much contesting as we've seen throughout the entirety of the year, with 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 the riots, with uh, with Trump's whole presidency, the Russian nonsense, you know, now all this all this other COVID stuff, I don't think they'll declare Trump as the president. I don't. I think that as 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 he gets elected or as he gets voted for. They're going to try to denounce him and discredit him as much as possible. The timer just popped down. It's telling me that I got about roughly two minutes to go ahead and start closing this stuff out for you guys. Uh, I am sorry to kind of hit you guys with the rapid fire nature of everything that's going on right now. But at the same time, I think we should all be very well aware of uh, what's at stake, right? What's at stake, what all this means, uh, and what's going to go down. They're trying to steal the election because they're not really gonna steal the election from Trump, they're stealing the election from you, they're stealing the American way of life, they're, they're stealing democracy, so to speak, from us. They're giving us the illusion of control. And so you can vote accordingly, but at the same time, you have to expose the wizardry. That's how all this works. Uh, and realize that voting is simply just a political representation of your energy here. And when I tell you to vote with your dollars and vote with your lifestyle, you'll see more of a return doing that instead of electing your next savior. You see, save yourself. They're planning a coup. I think everybody already has that mindset, but we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna be joined by you guys. Hopefully you guys can school me, educate me, tell me what's happening. That's my thought process on everything that I see happening right now uh, with the election, them stealing it, the voting, this, that, and the third. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, hopefully you guys can explain to me what you think is going to happen with the election, whether or not all presidents are selected versus elected. I understand that entirely. We'll get into conspiracies. We'll get into politics. We'll get into civil unrest. We'll get into this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into this very special edition of Factions of Freedom, the election edition. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by you guys and more, your questions and guests on the other side. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom.
In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Proud boy for life, God my witness. Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, you do business. Diamond and Silk and Candace Owens. Kanye West standing with you while the flag is blowing. Across the pond, DePaul, Joseph Watson. Homie, you're the bomb like jihadis in Boston. Unintended, so don't get offended. You snowflakes, safe space, spineless dependence. I'ma work my bloody hands to the bone while you dream about the day that you could get Roger Stone. The deep state, man, your cover is blown. About time that you sent Tommy Robinson home. Top off the jet, you did a lot of things you regret. Bill Clinton flying up in that Lolita Express. Shame on. You're not a racist if you voted for Trump. You're not a bigot if you wear a MAGA hat and get jumped. You're not a sexist if your girl makes you breakfast. You're not a privileged white male. Just ignore the idiot leftists. This is where my family fought to survive. Where they thrive with the immigrants who work till they died. And they never had a beef with any temple or tribe. This is media controlling your minds. 
Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Don't tread on me, I won't tread on you Cut me, I bleed red, white and blue Homegrown and down to get dirty I'm a mean south with my old 30-30 Brother, we can get it if you cross that line You can take a look at my American mind Fly over, drop him right on top You know, just be Shame on the man with the long tongue Black eyes, they want you to run from This land gonna break down the middle Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because. I'm going to wait till people get up in here for some strange reason. It kicked us out. It kicked us out after I said that I wasn't necessarily worried about Antifa. I was more or less worried about the feds. And uh, I think that's pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. Unfortunately, because it'll pick back up from recording here, it won't have uh, the previous five minutes that we just played for you guys before we got kicked out. I'm going to go ahead and have to redo that whole little intro. Um, (laughs) But I'll try to shorten it. I'll try to shorten, shorten and summarize it for you guys. Before... Before being kicked from the previous stream, I had just got done laying out how I wasn't necessarily worried about Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and things such as this. I was more or less worried about the feds, local law enforcement, state enforcement, federal enforcement. I was worried about these type of individuals coming after me. I'm not so so much worried about uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, domestic terrorist organizations and such. And after I got done explaining that I wasn't really worried about uh, these organizations, Instagram decided to go ahead and cut me off. And so here we are starting over a whole nother transmission. Um, And what I'm going to do is just because people are joining back in here, I'm going to underline that one more time and then just go ahead and start accepting calls and getting into the content and the information. Uh, So go ahead and say thank you to our audience for rejoining us. They are rejoining us because we had five minutes of broadcasting beforehand where I was laying out that I I was having conversations over the weekend with some gentlemen I was doing work with and how I'm not necessarily worried about Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and folks like that coming to get me. 
I'm more or less worried about getting a knock from the door from the feds, them saying, hey, EJ, you said too much, or you had on the wrong type of person, or you know, you're, 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 you're waiting in the waters that you can't contend in. I'm more or less worried about that instead of uh, shock troops and ground troops trying to come kick in my door because they have a political gripe with me. And so I know in the previous segment, we covered all this stuff with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, civil unrest, domestic insurgency, and things like that. I'm not more or less worried about those cats. I'm worried about the people who still retain power uh, and can actually cause harm in my life. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I am your host, Noisera Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is the second segment where we will be taking your guys' calls, uh, your questions, and more. Hopefully people can be giving us uh, their analysis of uh, election fraud, voter fraud, um, civil unrest, destabilization, other things that they're seeing in their area. Hopefully we have a very interesting uh, broadcast for you guys. Before I go ahead and start accepting people, what I want to do is pull up this graphic. It's kind of what I was going over. I'll just let this sit right here as I go over uh, the hashtag White House Siege. Uh, this is an article we put up September 2nd. There it comes from Now the End Begins. It's by Jeffrey Greider. And this is again goes over what we kind of talked about in the previous segment, election unrest, shut down DC, the Chaz Chop thing, why they're putting troops on the streets and more. Uh, I'll read this and then we'll begin to start taking people on as guests. Again, they put this up September 2nd and it says anarchist group Adbusters is calling for a 50-day siege on the White House starting on September 17th, uniting all domestic terrorist groups for the new world order. Seeing as how it is now November 3rd, they have been doing the White House siege for the past 50 days. And you've heard, you've, you've heard no coverage of it. You've heard nobody talk about it. Nobody's brought it out into the public because the revolution will not be televised. Getting into this article, it says, we will lay siege to the White House and we will sustain it for exactly 50 days. This is the hashtag White House Siege. If you thought that the last four months of watching America's democratically controlled cities be set on fire, hundreds of millions in damage to minority-owned businesses, women raped, 13 people killed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter domestic terrorist groups was something, just wait until September 17th. That's already passed. It says that that's just the day that the basement-dwelling founders of Occupy Wall Street are going to attempt to combine all the anarchist groups and lay siege to the White House for 50 days. They have a better chance of success than you might think. It says that take a look on the videos of social media and get a good look at who these people are. They are cowardly, effeminate, and decidedly pusillanimous. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. As individuals, one such thug wielding a flamethrower was captured by police in Portland the other night and he curled into a fetal position and cried like a baby as the handcuffs were placed on him. But when they gather in packs like animals with bats and guns, they are capable of great damage. You really should take a look at all the videos online. It says that Adbusters is calling for a new world order. Sounds about right. To, given, to me, given the 2020 year has already been crazy. It says the evil geniuses at Adbusters Anarchist Media have, been, have had a Hitlerian moment of clarity and they have seen the future. Combine all these filthy radicals together at the same place at the same time the White House on September 17th and bring America to a grinding halt. Will it work? Actually, it has a pretty good chance of working because if they do lay siege to the White House, they will have the full support of the Democratic Party. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, Congress, and Democratic VP candidate Kamala Harris, who have all said that they support the riots, 
and that they need to continue. So we put that up in September. September. And what did I read to you guys about just last segment? That Biden will assert his control and begin forming a new government and declared the winner by media. Here we are on election day. We're hearing that people aren't gonna accept the, the results. They're not gonna accept, even if it goes the way that they want, they want a reason to riot. They want destabilization, they want chaos. My conspiratorial mind begins to think, well, good Lord, what about COVID? Are they gonna put all these people in like quarantine facilities when they have all these protests and stuff go out there? Like what's, what's, what's that about? Are they gonna snatch people off the streets with these troops? What's that about? I don't know. I don't know. Here, let me go ahead and uh, try to cement what we just went over. Again, that was September 2nd that that article went out. It is now November 3rd, and we already have them saying that Biden will be declared the winner. You've got troops on the streets in multiple cities all over the place. Uh, I, I put it up just before coming onto the air with you guys. It's like in Texas, Arizona, uh, Texas, Arizona. Massachusetts, Alabama, Florida, Illinois, Oregon has been put into a state of emergency for the Portland area and the state's National Guard is on standby. This is the election 2020. Why? Koyuba asks the question of why do people want chaos? Because from chaos arises order and they want to destabilize things so that they can control the order. This is one of the reasons why they tried to shock people into not voting so that they could have absentee ballots, so that they could have election fraud, so that they could manipulate the outcome. You see, it's kind of like what happened. Uh, this is this is me just kind of pulling a rabbit from the hat. It's kind of like what happened uh, with uh, George Bush a couple of years ago and Al Gore where he was declared the winner, but where Al Gore was like the winner, but they had to declare it like in Florida. They had like last minute votes that they had to count. And even that was super shady. All of this is super shady. And you've already had people throughout Trump's entire presidency, riot, loot, burn stuff down, march. We've played them, we played the clips over here for you guys on Instagram live, you know, of, of, of that guy eating a mock heart and praising to the chaos God, like my God, this is the world that's being created. But let's go ahead and try to start getting people in here. Let's start. Uh, let's start pulling people from from the audience and get their perspectives on what's going on, because this is a this is an interesting world that's being created, and I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Uh, you know, in the previous segment, I laid out I laid out my my thought process on uh, what was going to happen, how they're going to steal the election, what all could take place. But those were my thoughts. Uh, let's let's see if we can try to get some of the people who are listening and get their thoughts on it. Let's get the plants are thriving or the plants are surviving. Let's get his thoughts on there, and then we'll continue on. Salutations! The plants are surviving. How are you? I'm alive, man. Hanging in there. How you doing? That's all you can do, bro. Is stay alive. I am fired up. Uh, I know you've been wanting to come on the show to talk about gang stalking. We'll have to set aside another time for that. But what are your thoughts on, you know, on the election, on the country, on voting, on the Illuminati, on 
all of it. Give us your thoughts uh, and I, we'll continue I, on. I think it's pretty ludicrous that people still even believe in the left-right paradigm, you know? Um, they're still very much asleep if they're believing that their vote matters, you know? Presidents are elected, I mean, selected, not elected. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, either side you vote for, it's all part of the same corrupt system that needs to be dismantled ultimately. So um, what I wanted to speak on more specifically is the foreshadowing that Joe Biden did about the dark winter. It ties into something called uh, Project Pogo, Project Zypher. David Goldberg, a lot of the stuff that he's predicted, um, you know, biological warfare, a release of a virus at the uh, end of 2019 to early 2020. As you see, that's come to fruition. So I firmly believe that this dark winter that Joe Biden is like foreshadowing could possibly be that second phase of Project Pogo, which is Project Zypher, which is the rolling blackouts, people being rounded up who are on these TTID lists to be, you know, ultimately neutralized. So um, just something to look into me, you know, for your followers. Let me speak on that because I, everything you're saying is unfortunately everything we've already covered over here. Uh, oh, okay. But, but no, 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 no. But, but like with with a with an actual project behind it, I'm not sure if you were paying attention whenever we talked about uh, them releasing an EMP blast sometime near the uh, sometime near the election. That would line up perfectly uh, with Joe Biden talking about the dark winter, what he mentioned during the debates. Uh, but this would knock out the power grid. This would cause the confusion. This would allow for, as people who follow QAnon say. Uh, it would allow for the deep staters to be routed out and arrested, which isn't really the case. It would be a case for people like myself to be taken to extermination camps or FEMA camps and stuff like that, to where they're able to route out the leadership. This is exactly what could go on. Uh, and what? It, explain to me one more time. List those projects. It was Project Zephyr and Project Pogo. Pogo and Project Zephyr. So what Project Pogo was was the first phase that they were initiating, and what was going to happen is they were going to allow truth channels, truth pages with, you know, a, a large following to be fully operational so as to gather intelligence and data on the people that are even curious or open-minded enough to look into these quote-unquote conspiracy theories. Yes. So, you know, tracking IP addresses, compiling lists, basically, of who these people were. And the second phase, Project Zypher, is where, you know, the TTID is track, target, identify. And so with Project Zypher, what they were talking about is, is that you know, they were going to either have drones come and let out a poof of a scopolamine that would put you into this hypnotic trance where you're open to suggestion. And Vice did a full expose on this drug. It's called um, Devil's, the Devil's Breath. Breath. Yeah, Devil's Breath, yep. the world's scariest drug. And this is real. You know, crime syndicates in South America have already been using this for a while now to rob tourists. You know, once mm -hmm. you bring stuff in, this compound in, you become, you know, like a zombie in this trance-like state. Um, highly open to suggestion. So they could tell you, you know, go to your ATM and empty out your bank account, and you will do so and have no recollection of it after when you come to. Well, think so, about it. This, this, this works in perfect alignment with, again, how polarized people are, how charged they are, how, unfortunately, people are not really in full control of their mental faculties. Uh, again, you add in the aspect of the mask, people, you know, have an oxygen deprivation, just, like a, a, just really a state quick. of suggestibility. You have a troll in the chat. He's saying Devil's Breath is from the Spider-Man video game. I don't play a video game, so that could very well be true. But if you research a tree, it's called the Borrachera tree, which translates to the drunk tree in Spanish. That's no. what that the drunk Whenever. tree It's an actual tree, and they derive this compound. It's called scopolamine. The yeah. CIA has been experimenting with this. So to the clowns in the chat who are trying to discredit and put little laughing emojis on there, this is very much real. 
You know, well, I've had you've done shows on this. Yeah, unfortunately, it's real. You know, and, I've, I've uh, done shows on this. I've had people come on and talk about it. Uh, Shane of Connecting Consciousness came on and did a show talking about scopolamine and how it is just that it's a hypnotic suggestive drug. Uh, they say that it's almost like that, like that, like that zombie drug in Africa where they slide it into people's shoes because where your feet is is the easiest way for them to absorb some of these poisons. He's precisely correct. You're you're entirely correct talking about scopolamine and how it could be used so, as a form of suggestions. So what, so what I think about David Goldberg, I mean, he talked about gang, gang stalking. He had it outlined in his notes. And, you know, 20 months ago, if someone had told me about gang stalking, I would have thought they were schizophrenic or delusional. Like, I would no. have thought that they were. And I'm neither of those things. So, um, you know, he did discuss gang stalking as one of the parts of Project Zypher, Project Pogo. And it started happening to me 20 months ago. You know, I've had, um, you know, 24-hour surveillance, uh, being followed everywhere I go in public. I've had home break-ins, injury to my dogs, um, people repeating parts of conversations that I've had in the privacy of my home or on the phone, um, blacklisting, um, constant vandalism to property, home break-ins, um, you name it. You know, I've had attempts made on my life. People try to run me off the road. Um, law enforcement is involved in this. Um, this is like a worldwide global thing and it's part of the NWO. They're trying to neutralize people that are, you know, aware of, uh, aware of the truth. And this is like, a they're testing like a machine to brain interface system yes. where they're trying to link you up to like the internet of things. And, you know, they do something called remote neural monitoring. Yes. They could literally see through what you're seeing. Cause there's been times where I leave my phone at home and they'll already have perpetrators waiting at a location to stalk and harass. So it's very, um, very disconcerting. And to all the naysayers in this chat, research a guy named Michael Barden. That's Michael B-A-R-D-E-N. Look him up on YouTube. He's a former U.S. Air Force veteran. Um, he was a veteran of 14 years, no history of mental illness. And uh, he, he's a targeted individual. He's being gang stalked. And everything that I've spoken about that I've experienced, he's experienced too. And, uh, you know, people like Dr. Robert Duncan, former CIA, Ted Gunderson, former head yep. of the Los Angeles division of the FBI. Yep. There's Gerald Sosby, Brian Coffrin. You know, he's a, a private security contractor for the government who used to work for something called SIS, which was Security Industry Specialists. They have three locations, one in Seattle, Washington, one in San Jose, California, and one in Culver City, California. And this is a private security contractor involved in gang stalking. So if this sounds crazy to you, this is an actual guy that was part of these programs. His name is Brian Coffrin, and that's spelled K-O-F-F-R-O-N. And he's a whistleblower. He talks about this gang stalking program. And like I said, 20 months ago, if someone told me about this, I probably would have laughed at them. I would have thought, you're, you're fucking crazy. Go seek mental help. But that's how this program is designed, to make anybody speaking about it appear crazy. Um, these are psychological warfare tactics yep. based off the East German Stasi which took place in the 1960s through the 90s, in which they used these same tactics, you know, gaslighting, 24-hour yep. surveillance, home break-ins, injury to pets, um, attempts made on your life, citizen snitches, you know? A lot of my neighbors are involved in this gang stalking. They'll buy out houses Unknowingly, around. too, though. Un unknowingly, too, though. Thinking that they're doing their part trying to help yeah. Both in the system. They're trying to help look out for what they think of as a bad guy, but they're unknowingly a part of a very, very corrupt system. No, you're, you're entirely correct. So, you know, um, you know, I don't think I have much time left. So far in the last two weeks alone, two targeted individuals have passed away. So, 
Now, are these individuals that are close to you, or are these other individuals like within like the truth community, or these are other individuals I met through the targeted individual community. Um, you know, their their causes of death seem very suspicious. I've had attempts made on my life, even in the hospital, like um, when I was getting hit with directed energy weapons. And mm -hmm. directed energy weapon sounds crazy to the common sheep because they just think, oh well, these are sci-fi space weapons; they can't possibly exist. No, they can't. The Pentagon had a press conference a few weeks ago talking about the existence of directed energy weapons, but what they failed to discuss is that they also possess these things. They tried yes. making it seem like just Russia and China. Our U.S. government possesses the active denial system, which is an, you know, a military-grade energy weapon. So, you know, they hit me with directed energy 24-7. Um, it's very uncomfortable. They microwave my body. They zap me in random places in my body. Well, try to just, 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 to, just interrupt. Try to explain this to the common person, because someone like myself, I understand entirely what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Zach of Sungaze, uh, formerly Oregon Energy, he's going through the very same thing after exposing what was going on. I'm thinking like Kiki, Hawaii, child sex trafficking and stuff that's going on out there. He's another. I don't want to say a victim of gang stalking, but he's also talking about how they're targeting him using things like directed energy weapons. They have a remote. They have access to remote mind control. I mean, my God, that's what your phone basically is. It's, it's designed to adopt to your natural bio frequency to where they're able to easily locate yep. you. It's, called it's very, very sophisticated. It's called EEG heterodyning. If you guys want to look this up, EEG heterodyning. That's spelled D-Y-N-I-N-G. So what they do is um, when you go to the hospital and they take blood, they're able to get your specific DNA sequence. And that's how they enter it into these quantum D-wave computers. Yes. And that's how they can specifically target you. You can be in a crowd full of people and yes. be the only one feeling these directed energy weapons because it's based off your own unique bioresonant frequency. Yes. So, you know, it's it's 24-hour microwaving of my body. My teeth always feel like they're hot to the touch, like on fire. I could take an ice-cold shower and be sweating in that bitch. Like, I come out of the shower after an ice-cold shower sweating bullets. The AC could be running and I'm sweating bullets. Um, so it's, I, I have to ask, I have to ask, you said 20 months ago, what happened 20 months ago to start this? Um, I was very outspoken against Zionism. It was around this time that I learned about Zionism. And, and I live in a predominantly Jewish community. So there's an app called Next, um, uh -huh. where it's like a social network. A lot of my will post racist shit with racial undertones about, you know, my minorities coming into the area. I live in a city called 30 minutes north of uh, downtown Los Angeles. So one day uh, I'd worked at a college for almost a decade prior to becoming targeted. I was forced to resign. I was left unpaid for an entire year. I don't know if that was part of my targeting. So it was around this time where I was learning about Zionism and really the, the satanic verses of the Talmud, you know, how goyims are subhuman and how they believe the fake Jews believe that we're to be lives one day. And it made me very angry. So seeing the neighbors that I had post these, you know, racist things, I went on there one day when I was drunk and I went on a Mel Gibson S grant and I said some stuff about the fake Jews. Oh, you said F all the Jews, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and oh, so man. A fake Jew, he's like, I'm going to have LAPD investigate you. And LAPD is part of the gang stalking program. A lot of law enforcement is aware of this. They'll play stupid and act like they don't know, but they do. Well, just so, interject uh, real quick, just interject, because you, you had mentioned it, looking at the satanic verses of the uh, of the Talmud, I think it's what, the Tanakh, is that what it's called? The well, no, satanic the verses? Tanakh is, is along with the Torah, but the Talmud supersedes the Torah in authority. 
So if you just Google or DuckDuckGo, Satanic versus the Talmud, it talks about how, you know, if you kill a goy, it's not a crime. If you steal from a goy, it's not a crime. If you find lost possessions that belong to a goy, return them to them. Uh, that they're because basically they see us as subhuman. Subhuman. Yeah, so, because they see us as subhuman. And just to, exactly. just to interject, I'm, I'm sorry to interject, but it's, you know, you got to make it relevant for everybody else that's listening. Um, the infiltration aspect of this, because you talked about how even the law enforcement was a part of it. Your mm -hmm. job could have been a part of it. Being cut from the university could have been a part of it. Ta the, the infiltration aspect oh, yeah. of gang stalking is much more sophisticated than people think of. It's a very deep, multi-level system. First responders yes. are involved. There's another channel to look for on YouTube called Gaslight. And this guy documented being harassed and stalked by police everywhere he went. There's ambulances involved, firefighters, um, hospitals are involved. Like, they attempted to kill me in the hospital. Uh, when I was getting hit by energy weapons, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. So I went to the emergency room. And the moment I got there, I knew something was amiss. You know, they had police circle me in the parking lot. They had police following me, like literally trailing me as I walked up to the emergency desk and they were doing hand signals like this to me. Wow. Um, when I got in there, the doctor was just acting really strange. Um, they put down on my hospital paperwork because everything at this hospital was paperless. So it's not like upon discharge, I got the papers in my hands. They sent them to me via email two uh, days later, 48 hours later. And in the paperwork- Who else did they go to before you? I went there complaining about chest pains. I didn't know about directed energy weapons at the time. And uh, they put down on my paperwork, on the hospital paperwork, that I was admitted for cocaine usage when I hadn't touched drugs. And, you know, I hadn't touched any oh, drugs. yes. Not even pot. And they put down on my paperwork in the hospital that I was admitted for cocaine usage, which was a blatant lie, because they withdrew blood. And that test came out negative for everything. So this is the stuff they do. It's a lot of gaslighting involved a lot of uh, medical fraud. And I heard that even with targets, they'll take out life insurance policies on you to collect upon your death. So, Good Lord. It's just. Good Lord. Can you, it, it's breaking up right now. Can you, can you hear me? It was, it's, it's. Anyway. It's breaking up right now. Hey, Can you um, hear me? If I'm still live next week. Yeah, it's with it. So if I'm alive still by next week, I'm willing to uh, to go live possibly Tuesday or the following going on. There's not. Can you hear it? Can you? And I want to close this out with one final thing i can hear Please you do. Uh, when you go sorry google or DuckDuckGo to search for gang stalking the first few pages that are going to come up are dis murdoch it's also part of fox news that whole vice thing about gang stalking was a discrediting campaign to make gang stalking appear as mental illness it's not no you know people like robert duncan dia dr Catherine horton a former nsa uh, Gerald Sosby, FBI, like these people did not have mental illness. So how the fuck are you going to say that this is just people being delusional or crazy? Thousands of people globally experiencing this NWO program are not having a collective hallucination. So just be mindful. There's a lot of disinformation out there. A lot of the people on YouTube that they're targeted individuals.
are actually government paid perps to discredit yep. people that are actually experienced. So thank you very much for everything you do. Know. We'll be safe, be safe and we'll be in touch. My God, I, I hope you guys are able to get all that. Uh, that was the plants are surviving. I'll be sure to put his page in the description bar below. Below that is the plants are surviving, and that's underscores every single every single time right there. Uh, that is gang stalking. And as I said beforehand, there are other people within the truth community. Uh, Zach Osunges, uh, formerly Oregon Energy, who is also experiencing the very same thing. That is the plants are surviving. Uh, you can go see Zach Osunges. These are two pages right now that are experiencing gang stalking. Um, and as you read right there, this is basically them coming up with a system to where they're able to track, harass, and monitor, torture people uh, who are on these different types of lists. Very, very interesting. Uh, that was Project Pogo and Project Zephyr, or Cypher. I'll, I'll be sure to try to put that information in the description bar below. Very, very interesting phone call uh, whenever it comes to talking about this type of stuff. Um, I know that to some people it doesn't seem like this type of stuff is possible, but again, really understand the sophistication of our adversary. Whenever I let in this transmission talking about how I don't worry about Black Lives Matter, I don't worry about Antifa, I don't worry about these type of organizations, I worry about the feds and situations like what you heard right there. Gang stalking to where they make it incapable for you to operate, incapable for you to focus your thoughts, incapable for you to be in control of what's happening in your surrounding areas. I know that sounds wild, everything he says, but it's entirely accurate. We'll have to have him on in the future to explain more of that and to go over these things in depth. Um, one of the things that I was trying to connect with our guest was the fact that we could, we could, we, we could say the Jews, uh, you know, we could say a lot of different things. I'll say the satanic infiltration, the people who are controlling this are controlling our elite, the, the controlling oligarchy, those in control, he mentioned it right there, the sophistication, how it's law enforcement, how it's the, how it's the teachers, uh, how it's the post office, how it's uh, people at the supermarket, people on next door, people in the app store, the sophistication of the infiltration that we're trying to talk about, the deep state, so to speak, that's it right there. There are entire communities that are basically with the program and what you heard right there uh, was somebody who was not going along with the program and being vocal about it. But the thing is, is they can't openly discuss things like goyim, like the sheep, like the Talmud, like these Zionist agendas that they have. They have to have a very covert, subtle, and discreet way uh, with dealing with defectors. Again, labeling people who don't go along with the program conspiracy theorists, mentally ill, delusional, uh, what have you, that's the idea behind that, is to discredit everybody who makes these statements. As you heard from yourself right there, the gentleman was very well read, very well spoken, and very uh, experienced on all these things. But he's, if he's able to quantify within 20 months the radical shift of his life due to all, simply due to exposing these, these agendas, that shows you the sophistication of what we're up against. Fascinating, and, uh, fascinating for, uh, conversation. Fascinating to talk about this type of stuff. Uh, again, his, his name is The Plants Are Surviving. I will put his link in the description bar below so you guys can go ahead and follow him uh, for future future transmissions and uh, future, future information on gang stalking. Very, very deep stuff when we start looking at it.
Um, I want to say this before we go ahead and get our, our next guest on. He did talk about the dark winter. And uh, for people that didn't catch that, that was what Joe Biden said during the debates, the last debate that he had uh, with Donald Trump, where he said, he said dark winter. People thought he was talking about going into winter with COVID-19 and all this other stuff. What he was making reference to was, again, another plan, another agenda, another Rockefeller-type situation where these people have an organized plan on, on shutting things down, tracking, testing, identifying, and then torturing the individuals who could be labeled as opposition or resistance, and then disappearing these people. A dark winter, because they can just use the lockdown as a situation or as an excuse to go ahead, wipe out the leadership, and, and, and start fresh. Um, again, I know this sounds wild, but whenever you guys play this back in its entirety, you look at all the different things we discussed here and more and how they all align together. Uh, whenever, again, you have QAnon coming out at the start of this lockdown saying, trust the plan, martial law is necessary to rat out the deep state traitors, you have to understand, again, the sophistication of what that means. He's saying that martial law is good, which is not. You've lost so many rights, you're going to lose more understand the inversion tactic of, of, of QAnon and the, and, the, and the misinformation campaign that has caused. Trust the plan. The lockdown's good. Martial law is good. Let's rat out the deep state traitors. Well, that's, that's again, very subtle and very nuanced the way they go about that. Martial law is never good because we lose rights. The people who enact martial law will never give us our rights back. It's very, very hard to, 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 to reclaim civility once it's been lost. The traitors are the people who, I guess, are myself, people who, who, who don't agree with uh, nepotism and having multi-generational families inside of government ruling things, right? right? And as I said last year, and I, as I alluded to throughout the entirety of this transmission, the Department of Homeland Security said that domestic terrorists are conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists are domestic terrorists. You gotta really understand the very, very subtle and nuanced way uh, these people are trying to cut out information, cut out the ability for people to communicate. Um, again, one of the reasons why I'm so terrified about being in this position is because you guys know that at a certain level, they're allowing me to operate. They're allowing for me to be here. They're allowing for you to be here. We're shadow banned. We've been here for several years but they're only allowing for certain things to take place. They're using us as a bellwether to see what people within our niche and our pocket of our sphere of influence, what we think of. And so again, this is the dark winter. These are the things that we're talking about. Uh, and this is election 2020, this is year 2020. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting our next guest on and start talking about these things and more. Um, <laughs> I guess you guys can send questions via while we're in the chat. I think that's pretty crazy. Uh, but let's go ahead and get uh, Kalinda. Kalinda, join us and uh, grace us with your presence. Be joined by Kalinda Massage Therapy, a frequent guest on the lives. Hey, hello. Hello, Kalinda. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are things? How does how, how does America look uh, from where you're at right now? Do we look like we're going crazy? Do we look like we're trying to get our our our, our act together? 
how does America look from your perspective right now? Wow, it's really crazy. I, uh, well, I can try to, I will make um, some lights. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Take your time. Um, yeah, I've been following you, uh, yeah, everybody and everything that's going on for a while now. And um, I have a friend, actually, that I really want to say, get out of there, <laughs> come back to Holland. But now also Europe is, uh, they start closing. And, but yeah, with all the information uh, Americans have, like you, it's like, oh my gosh, with the elections and stuff, how do you manage it? <laughs> because I didn't grow up in this kind of mentality of, you know, a president and elections and, and stuff. But um, this is the first year that I start fo started following because of the, this, the whole situation. And it's really fucked me up, you know, it's really... <laughs> oh, I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. <laughs> Oh, I don't blame you. It's uh Yeah, I really wondering how you how you keep your sanity, you know. You're you're always very um uh, telling people in a very peaceful way that America is fucked up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's quite well, interesting. You know, you have a very what you're saying is a thousand percent correct because I get up here and unfortunately I'm talking about the gradual degradation of society, but I feel like that's only half of the equation because while we have to talk about the destruction, we also have to be aware of some of the creation and some of the restoration that is taking place. Um, I was mm -hmm. going to get into, and I might in the next, I might, I might take another segment to get into it, but lockdown culture and how, you're saying we take a very weird approach with our politics here. People are treating it like it's the new culture, right? Like, like, like the lockdown months are going to get their new holiday or something. We don't, we don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. We don't celebrate Halloween. We don't think we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but we celebrate this lockdown culture. And that's a different thing right there because now you have people bypassing the natural order of things and saying, you know what? Government is going to become my new God. We're no longer paying mm. attention to natural cycles of things. We're saying, well, let's follow politics 24-7. This is always what I'm saying, where people want a spiritual solution, a political solution to a spiritual problem. The problem is, is you can't legalize morality. There's no way that you can vote people to be perfect. And that's why we have like various, various, uh, uh, various holidays and events that take place that deal with what we've talked about, me and you specifically, um, letting go of certain emotions, uh, embracing new ideologies, you know, letting go of the past, confronting traumatic things. That's what holidays are. That's what events are. But whenever we're over here solely focused on politics, solely focused on the next uh, uh, slave master, praying to God that this next slave master doesn't beat us as hard as the previous slave master, well, there's your problem right there. You've let politics become your God and understanding, and instead of understanding that, that, that there is a God that politics should be beholden to. And so when I get up here, I try to remind people that, hey, 
I understand politics is real, but at the same time, you have to be held accountable for your own actions. And if you're thinking okay. that Donald Trump is going to save you, well, then you've already lost. This is why you're expecting Donald Trump to tell you to take your mask off, and you won't take your mask off. Again, people are looking for a political solution to a deep spiritual problem. But I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and I can really see it. And it, to me, it's really interesting because uh, my yoga teacher, he's from Houston. And I told him like uh, for a few years that I'm uh, uh, having my cosmic butterfly, you know, for those who don't know yet, this is my cosmic butterfly. And a few years ago, he, he, I told him about my uh, plan and the way I, I work. And then he said, America really needs this. <laughs> and I, I never followed, you know, the American culture. But this year, it clicked because I suddenly felt what it felt like inside of me, what he was talking about. Because I was like, you Americans, you are celebrating certain days, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Thanksgiving, every all of these days that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like worshiping everything except life, yep. uh, uh, the human body. So I, and in Holland, I, I, I'm also the crazy one in Holland, although we are a little bit, you know, open-minded, they say, but they are, I don't, it's not really that way, but okay, it's another story, <laughs> but I, what What I wanted to say is I started celebrating Happy You Day every single day, you know. Good. Vote for yourself. Yeah, vote for yourself. So I made my uh, a, a plan, my, my battery. Um, I, 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 I draw a plan, you know. I, once I, I was in a restaurant and then I, I said, you know, can you see here? I voted, I voted for me, you know, at the end, you, you, I don't know exactly how the plan looks like, but these girls were like, are you crazy? <laughs> but, you know, if, let me explain, let me explain. Please do. Uh, we've been taught to how to be together. So it's Christmas, right? Being together on a certain day. Uh, we have been taught how to love each other. It's Valentine's Day, right? Uh, we've been taught, no, uh, pro programmed, in fact, how to celebrate life, mm. life during, it's your birthday, right? <laughs> so it's all connected to this system that now we are facing, like, what the fuck? And I've been seeing this system, <laughs> yeah, playing it all along. I was like, yeah, why are you celebrating uh, your, uh, your, um, birthday and i'm also not um uh celebrating someone else's birthday so i'm always you know this this person that's that's not saying oh happy birthday to you even though everybody's doing it i'm like no i'm sorry i'm not celebrating your uh, birthday but yeah uh, because i want i want to celebrate your life every day and i want to give you a present uh when i feel so and not because You were born one day that therefore I need to stress out, stress out and uh, uh, redirect my complete life around your birthday. And it's not only one person because you have a mother, a father and brother, a sister and friends. So your whole life 
it's plants if you're living this way it's plants around um certain days that people are born <laughs> but it's not my fault <laughs> it's not my problem that you were born on a certain day right let me, let me so see, i'm a let me see if i can so let me see if i can try to drill this down for our audience uh to try to just okay. to try to just like make it like a, a little bit a little bit more understandable for everybody you know because we were talking about okay. how everybody's in this wild frenzied state with the election happening and how we've been all fired up about the election all year uh, and you were briefly mm -hmm. talking about how well, why is only why is somebody only celebrating your birthday once a, once a day or once in a year why are you celebrating your life every day of the year and so what we're talking about is how we're being taught and programmed to do things a certain way instead of embracing a natural order of things and so whenever we're being taught to worship politics worship uh, worship trump worship biden whenever we're being taught something we're unable to see that we're unable to see the peripheral events that are taking place, how we're basically becoming more and more subservient uh, to whatever we're supposed to be exalting instead of making what we're supposed to be exalting be subservient to us. Uh, exactly. Like these politicians, they work for us, yet we're over here worshiping the politicians. We're worshiping the very system that's supposed to give us power instead of vice versa. The, the, the system giving us power, we're now giving our power over it. Is that kind of like what you're talking about whenever you're explaining like with the birthdays? Yes, it's about, um, yeah, externalizing your, your power. That's also what you're, you're talking about. It's about how we are externalizing our power yes. and, it and it all comes down to the relationship we have with time, I found out. Because our fear of uh, the de of death makes us uh, acting this this way you know because um we are not surrounded by death like we eat uh meat but we never see a, a, a an animal get slaughtered right or a there are a lot of things that we are consuming which are dead but we never see death you know so and therefore i'm vegan uh and i'm choose I'm choosing not to if be being aware of it, but it, it comes down to uh, life can be can be can change like this, right? Yes. It can be over like this, or it can change like this. So the moment that we reconnect with our body, and therefore I'm always doing a yoga session. Oh, next time we should do a yoga session where I where I'm setting intentions um, about um and reconnecting with the the our breath means that we need to celebrate every every breath like inhale and this is what we have to celebrate because this is the only thing that we have for the next moment or, the moment. or not even sorry all we have is the moment all we have is the moment so if we if you do it with me, if you say, I'm always saying, inhale. I'm grateful. My body is grateful. And hold it. And imagine a shower full of uh, blessings and release. So ex uh, exhaling means um, your muscles, your core, uh, yeah. Get your core together and push all of the air out of your uh, belly. 
and then the moment you you're not able to uh yeah go further you you get this last uh, you use your strength to get to push all of the air out of your belly you know and that's where the focus that's where we need to focus on so tomorrow uh, because I've been watching people like, how do we deal with the uh, riots and every and everything that's going, it's gonna happen for the next dark winter or whatsoever. Focus on your breath because yes. it's it makes you um, uh, get uh, gain power from the inside out and um, self trust, self love. So exhale. And the moment you're not able to, uh, yeah, to go any further, then you, you, may, you go this last little further, like, boom! <laughs> and then you say to yourself, I'm stronger than I think I am. I'm stronger than I think I am. So you are, um, you are um, connecting the intention with your breath. Because that's the only thing that you are able to control. Because... When you are able to control your breath, you are able to control your environment, right? But therefore, these masks <laughs> just do whatever. Whenever, you. sorry, they suffocate you. They silence your voice. Exactly. So, but Kalinda, and when I do have to, I do yeah. have to try to get somebody else on here with uh, with you. Yes, I, I definitely do appreciate where you're going because you're right. Our throat chakras are definitely being blocked with this mask, uh, and it's everything they need as we led up to this election. They don't want people to speak and discover their power. Um, I wish I had more time. What, what would you like to leave the audience with? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no problem. Uh, I'm always grateful that, you, that I get this time with you. Um, yeah. I'm Send your body new signals. I'm grateful, my body is grateful. I'm strong, my body is strong. And repeat it to yourself uh together or whatsoever i am i am what whatever you want to be that's who you are so send these new signals to your to your body until it feels safe safe to speak your truth and to voice it and to embody it so thank you thank you very much for, for joining us kalinda hopefully i'll see you soon yes ciao stay safe out there you too there she goes Linda, besides me, I'll be sure to put her uh, her information in the description bar below. She joins us relatively frequently uh, talking about these types of things. And I think it is necessary um, really getting into breath work and really understanding, you know, what's all happening right now. You heard me explain it with our guest right there, uh, that we are creating a new culture with all this politics worship. Uh, Carrie Weather of the anti-media stated it perfectly that statism the worship of the government is the worst religion out there and when you have kalinda joining us talking about reclaiming your power learning to breathe not being so upset about all these things that are going on what did i talk to you guys about before they terminated the previous transmission i'm not worried about black lives matter antifa and all these other things i'm worried about what our previous guests prior to kalinda said i'm worried about the gang stalking i'm worried about the feds knocking on my door kalinda asked how am i able to do this type of work and present this type of stuff so passively and so so concisely without getting upset and worked up it's because i'm practicing that breath work it's because i'm not letting the system dig its heels into me 
I'm aware of all these things that are going on, but at the same time, I'm trying to come up with my own ideology, my own plan, my own thought process to counteract these things. Again, this is why you guys hear me say, vote with your lifestyle, vote with your dollars, become your own economic impact, become your own community, uh, you become an asset in your own community, right? Voting can only do so much. We have to take it that next step and go towards the end goal. That's what has to happen. We have to stop expecting other people to save us and we have to turn ourselves into these juggernauts, into these powerhouses, into these people that respect not only what we've created, but take it a step farther. Very, very important. Uh, you know, as she says, sending new signals, learning self-love, self-care, focusing on breathing and things such as that. I would not be able to appear before you guys in a suit talking about these things, not getting frustrated and angry, if I was not able to peer into the future knowing that we will get out of this. We're gonna lose a lot of the things that we had coming in, but that means that we have to start thinking about what's gonna be on the opposite end. Eric Kalinda asked that question, how can I look at this and not lose my mind? Because as these things come, as these revelations take place, there are also good things that are happening. Unfortunately, we just can't see it. And it's gonna be darkest before the dawn, but that doesn't mean we can give up. We have to keep persevering through. Well, let's see if we can try to get, ah, let's try to get the, this, this one last uh, guest in, Ju Sensei. Let's see if you can join us uh, and give us a final thought as we begin to close out. Hi. What's going on, Sensei? How's it going? Uh, it's going, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um... I'm at the doctor's office right now, so um, I'm going to try not to keep you long, but thank you. You're fine. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> oh, you're but, fine. Um, you're fine. You I, your truth. Um, yes. Um, thank you. I, I do pay attention to your page. Um, I want to know, um, they have a lot of Black Lives Matter and Antifa people talking about the coup and the coup and all kind of crazy stuff. Um, I've been preparing for whatever might happen. Um, hopefully, civil war doesn't, you know, break out or whatever the case may be. Hopefully, our livelihood as Americans isn't gone um, and that we can, you know, make it over this situation. But I just want to know your thoughts on that. Why isn't the feds knocking at their door and these, these people posting about planning to overthrow the government, all that other type of stuff. I think it's outrageous and I think it's just unacceptable. You know, you, I just feel like, why isn't, they're the real terrorists, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <sighs> why, why are we experiencing adversity while these guys are publicly over here embracing pedophilia, yeah. civil unrest, talking about murdering, killing people, and I have to feel censored to tell the truth. Yeah. You, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you paid attention, but a couple weeks ago when we covered what happened in Michigan uh, with Governor Whitmer, we covered, we covered how there was an FBI plot to yeah. kidnap her. It's like right as soon as her attorney general found out that the unconstitutional lockdown order she was given, went, like once, once they were declared unconstitutional, Right. There was supposedly a right-wing militia that decided to kidnap her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very, very convenient. That so is. what's happening, it, what's happened right now is that wasn't a right-wing militia. That was an FBI-led plot. They yeah. knew what was going on. The FBI led that. They Absolutely. see what's going on in these militias, and they're also a part of the Antifa. 
unfortunately, what has to happen is they have to wait till these people carry out their acts. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, these organizations, they run have, by, yeah. They have, they have, obviously, they're run by George Soros. Yes. But obviously, they have lawyers, they have uh, reporters, mm -hmm. they have politicians, they have people who are in their actual community organizing yeah. this, learning the legalese and learning what they can and cannot do. Right. They're running right up against that, that, uh, that thin blue line mm -hmm. to figure out what they can do and that's right. why they mask up whenever they go out there in the streets that's why they they, they cut down on their chatter online that's why yeah. they have aliases that's why they have dummy accounts that's why they have burner phones all They're of very this. very sophisticated in yes. how they or, execute this and you know um this morning because i saw um it was an african-american lady who I think she's in charge of Black Lives Matter, another guy. And it just made me angry. I said, who do y'all think y'all are? Yep. You have people deceived. I know there's a lot of deception going on in the, in the United States and in the world period about everything going on. And I just feel like it's just despicable. You know, you guys are talking about civil war, if Trump or Biden don't win. You know, it's just, I, I just like, the hypocrisy it's, and it's sick it's also childish it, it's Absolutely. also childish too because it's you're common. not you're it's cognitive dissonance and it's childishness because they're refusing to accept what they're seeing they're saying i don't want to i don't want to accept reality i want you to validate me in my delusion i yes. want you to validate me in, in my hysteria i don't care about the facts it's all about me 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 it's mm -hmm. childish it's delusional and it's, it's selfish it's it's selfish it's hypocrisy and these people were talking about planning on shutting down Washington D.C. and overthrowing. I'm like, y'all are crazy. They, if anything, y'all need to y'all need to be arrested and put in jail. All y'all out here harassing people and and you know, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know if you knew who this young man was, but Darren Seals, out of um, uh, Ferguson, who was a real uh, soldier for the movement and was exposing Black Lives Matter and talking about it, the police took him out. They took that man out because, because he was, yeah. Because he was speaking truth. Yes. And right now they need an organized, they need an organized foreign controlled asset here in the, here in the country that can cause domestic unrest. Yes. That can't That's be held accountable to our own laws. It's very, very sophisticated. And it's like, you know, um, you just see a lot of people just losing their minds over this election and hatred. And I'm like, you know, both sides, you guys are talking about murdering and starting a war. What about the rest of us? What about our lives? What about the what, what function is left in the United States? <laughs> you know what I mean? And despite COVID and I can I can really I can really go on, um, but I definitely um, have been tuning into your channel, um, your page. Thank you for your information. Thank you for spreading awareness. Thank um, you for joining us. Thank you so much. I um, I'm gonna free the line so other people can come in and talk, but um, I'm definitely supporting and backing you up on this. So thank you so much. I appreciate. Thank you it. so much for joining us, Sensei. I appreciate you giving us your thoughts. No problem. Anytime. Be safe out there. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. There she goes. You sensei. I'll be sure to put that information, her page in the, in the description bar below. The timer hasn't popped out, so I'm going to go ahead and talk until it does.
um, civil war, you know, and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I was saying that we were being politically held hostage. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how during the breakdown of law and order, how we're seeing extremism on both sides take place. Uh, this is why the Democrats are becoming like fascist, socialist, communists, or uh, socialist communists, and why the people on the right are becoming like fascists and authoritarians, because because the polarization is taking place. This is what I mean by the extremism and the extremities that's, that's happening right now. Uh, the polarization that's happening worldwide. The time just popped down is telling me that I got about a minute and 45 seconds left. I'll try to see if I can summarize this for you guys. Clearly this, is, clearly this election is shaping up to be one for historic proportions uh, where we're not only gonna deal with this for the next couple of days, we're not gonna get an answer tonight, we're not gonna get an answer on uh, the end of the month or in January either. We're gonna be dealing with this for the next couple of months. And like I talked about with the Transition Integrity Team, they're running simulations and scenarios to try to steal this election. We're seeing essentially a country fight for its very idea of sovereignty and individuality. You've got the United Nations wanting to oversee our elections. You've got people saying that even if Biden wins, they're, they're going to riot. This is, this is crazy and chaotic stuff. This is historic stuff. Uh, but uh, we, we, are, we have unfortunately run out of time. Um, I will be here again with you guys, Lord willing, next week, coronavirus free, talking about more of the fallout that's taking place. Uh, look forward to this week's episode where we cover, again, more election madness and everything else that's happening. Um, if more events begin to spiral out of spiral out of chaos and spiral out of point, you guys may see me go live again to try to cover this stuff and, and to get on point uh, because this is the false flag season. There's a lot of things happening and we're going to do everything we can to try to stay here um, and ride this ship until it, until the wheels fall off. But like I said, we're going to be, that's it. There's no more. This has been the election edition uh, Instagram live. I will be here again with you guys next week. Lord will and coronavirus free. And remember guys and gals, stay vigilant. I'll be sure to put all of our other guests, the plant surviving Juice Sensei and Kalinda in the description bar below. Uh, and remember guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction.